I think just continuing on from yesterday's theme of talking about business model and technology changes. Uh, the story of Blockbuster is not often told these days. They are mostly just a footnote versus the story of Netflix. But there was a time that Blockbuster was the disruptor. And I think that's a really insightful story. Um, I think I'll just let you listen to the story and then I'll come back at the end to break it down. The traditional way that Blockbuster worked in the past was that movie studios would sell VHS cassettes to rental companies for a hefty price of 65 bucks a piece, which meant the video stores would have to rent the tape about 30 times to break even and then hit profits after. John, seeing an opportunity there, decided to do something groundbreaking. What made it so successful is they completely changed the economics of the industry. Traditionally, what drove the video rental industry is you would go out and you would buy a videotape, which were ridiculously expensive. I think they were 70, 80 bucks or something back then. And it would take from 30 to 40 rentals to earn your money back. And then after that, everything would be profit. And what Blockbuster did is they said, we can flip this model. Instead of paying this outrageous amounts for videotapes, where the videotapes only cost 50 cents or something, let's make the studios our partners and revenue share with them. So instead of paying 70, 80, 90 bucks for a, a title, they were paying, you know, a buck and a half, two bucks, and then giving the studio 40% of the share. That did two things. First of all, it completely changed the financial dynamics of the business. Instead of shelling out all that money up front in order to get a payoff later on, they could take that money and invest it in marketing. The other thing that it did was it gave the studios an interest in making sure that Blockbuster had all the hot releases. So now, instead of the upfront payment, Blockbuster would pay a dollar and give 40% of its rental revenues to the studios. The shift in business model proved to be lucrative and guaranteed more copies of hot titles and significantly lower upfront costs, which enabled Blockbuster to advertise that they had the biggest new releases. Store sales grew, and so did its market share. In fact, the new changes were backed with a pair of new marketing campaigns, Go Home Happy and the Blockbuster Guarantee, which promised that your movie would always be in stock. And if it wasn't, you get to rent it for free when it becomes available. These were massive changes that drove revenues up in a big way. But like the villain in a slasher flick, there was something lurking just out of sight and ready to close in for the kill. Despite the success of the revenue-sharing model, DVDs began to emerge onto the scene, with big-box retailers like Target and Walmart offering movies with titles below $20. This significantly hurt Blockbuster, who at one point had been more concerned about video-on-demand biting into its business. Of course, it was also the rise of DVDs that allowed newer, 
more nimble startups like Redbox and Netflix to come crawling out of the woodwork. Interestingly, and contrary to popular belief, Netflix didn't even have a substantial business model for Blockbuster to acquire back in 2000 when the two companies first crossed paths. There was a meeting in 2000 where Netflix, which was in deep, deep financial trouble at the time, went to Blockbuster to strike a deal. And there are several versions of that meeting. Netflix says that they offered to sell to Blockbuster. Blockbuster says that there was no serious discussion. Netflix says that John Antioco was there for the whole meeting. Antioco says he wasn't there. He said, maybe I stopped in, but I wasn't there at the meeting. Everybody seems to have a different view about what happened at that meeting. There's a couple of things we know for sure. One is that Netflix wasn't worth anything at the time. It wasn't worth $50 million. It was hemorrhaging cash, and the only real assets it had were its senior management. And its senior management had started Netflix because they had just got an exit from their previous startup. So if Blockbuster had bought Netflix, almost assuredly, that senior management who were entrepreneurs at heart, they would have been gone from the company in two years. What Blockbuster's view of the whole situation was why should we buy this company with no assets and no business model when we can just build the same thing ourselves, which is what they did. One of the things I think is important at that meeting that Netflix really developed its business model, that subscription business model, either around the time of that meeting or after that meeting. But that business model hadn't established itself as successful yet. And I think that's a really, really important point to understand. In 2004, sensing where the market was going, John saw yet another opportunity to do something revolutionary for the industry. He launched Blockbuster Online, and a few short months later, announced that he was going to get rid of late fees. Though it may not seem like much to people who grew up in the era of streaming, this was a huge deal at the time. Blockbuster once made a staggering $800 million in just a year alone in late fees. During the time, Viacom did the math and calculated that it would take $200 million to launch the online business and another $200 million to cut late fees. Since that left a bad taste in their mouth, Viacom made a move that would prove to be a fatal one for Blockbuster, sealing its eventual fate. So a few things that I love about this story. One, I think a lot of people think that to innovate and win in business, you have to have some technological advantage. But sometimes it's just a business model change. And the business model for Blockbuster succeeding, in, in at least initially, uh, was just this kind of like profit-sharing deal that they struck with the, with the, with the, uh, the, with the studios um, that then aligned incentives so well that they, that they just crushed it. Um, and I, I, I like that kind of deal making. Like when you, whenever you see an opportunity to do to do something like that, to do something completely different from all the other 
uh, companies in in your field um, then take it. But then also the inability to keep up or innovate when the new form factor, which is DVDs, came along uh, that completely shifted up the economics. And then obviously, uh, by the time Netflix came along, uh, it was way too late. But also, you know, I really like this anecdote or this little clip because it tells a different side of the Netflix blockbuster meeting, uh, which is something that's often told, you know, haha, blockbuster gave passed up a chance to acquire Netflix. Well, well, there's nothing to buy at the time. So um, would you make that same mistake? Yeah, probably, you know, so I, I think I think that's just insightful and instructive to think about.